Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. This week, we're going to be focusing in on being complete in Christ by looking at Colossians 2. All right, taking us on our journey today, I'm your host, Cody Leekin. We're joined here with Jeremy Wynn. Well, good morning, or whatever time it is you're listening to. Glad to be here. Yep, this isn't just Joe with a new haircut and some dyed hair. It's Jeremy. <laughs> we are mixing things up here this week. So as we get kicked off, uh, since you're not normally here, what I would love to do is start with a would you rather question All so right, we can get to know go. you a little bit better. Bring it on. So this week we've got, would you rather be stuck in a broken elevator, I don't know, halfway up, three quarters of the way up on a skyscraper. Oh, man. Or stuck on a broken down ski lift. Oh, wow. Um, so both are high, <laughs> but one you're like totally out and open and looking and your skis are dangling. And the other one, you're just trapped in a steel box. Oh, man. I really hate both of those options, honestly. I think I, I, think I would do the ski lift um, just because I feel like the machinery involved in that might be a little simpler to fix and get it figured out, or they can even bring like a lift or something to get me out. Man, the elevator, I don't know. Like if something went bad happened there and you're stuck in there forever or, you know, something happens in the building or something, I just think that'd be terrifying. You also have the claustrophobic factor. So I'm going to do the ski lift. Yeah. I don't know if they'd be able to get a machine to lift you as much as they would have to just fix it and get it going. Yeah. I, I mean, you're over a mountain. Yeah. So a fire truck is not just going to drive up with a ladder, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it also depends on who I'm with, right? Oh, uh, that's true. Because if I've got the kids, I definitely oh, don't want to be on a ski lift. That's true. Yeah. If I have a little kid next to me freezing and ready to go home, that won't that yeah. not go well. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing is if we're stuck in the elevator, they push the call help button and help should already be on the way. Yeah, that's true. It's um, true. We've learned where the off button is at church because uh, oh. Charlie has pushed that several times. Mm, great. Mm. I've definitely caught Judah's hand and be like, nah, we don't push that. Nuh-uh. Push this button. Oh, good job, buddy. Oh, man. Kids, they just, you know, they keep life interesting. Yes, they do. So you've got two kids now. How old is Lydia again? So we got Lydia, who's five months. Five Our months. little girl, our little princess. And then Judah, who's three, three and a half, I guess. Wow. Awesome. So you get lots of sleep in that household. And uh, yeah, <laughs> lots yeah. of rest, lots of quiet. <laughs> yeah, none of the above. Um, but uh, thankfully, I've got an amazing wife who does a great job majority of the time with them. And then when I get home, do my best to come alongside and help her. And it's, it is a, a joy-filled season, but an exhausting season at the same time. Yeah, it, it is such an exhausting season. Awesome. So as we're going to jump in today on our podcast for what everyone's here for as much as fun that uh, learning about your rather having being on a ski lift is um, this week we started out our time in Philippians for our daily devotional and we just keep trucking through that pastoral epistle and then we took a sharp turn moved really far over to the next book over of Colossians and so Saturday's reading kind of started us with where you're going to be going this weekend so not a whole lot of time to like marinate on it throughout the week. It's just kind of like everything kind of led up to that. So can you share with us the direction that you're taking the message and where you're kind of going big picture wise with this? Yeah. You know, as you look at the the book of Colossians, um, basically there's uh, just some false teaching that's going on there. And it's trying to convince the people there that 
Christ is not enough, that you need to either worship multiple gods or you need to not just put your trust in Christ, but you also need to do some of the Jewish rituals, whether that's um, the, uh, the Sabbath or dietary laws or circumcision or some of these different things. So they, they want to try to add to the gospel and say it's not just in Christ alone. So Paul writes in response, and he just over and over reiterates who Jesus Christ is mm. and how in him we are complete. Like, we don't need anything else. And so in, in my sermon, we're looking at specifically chapter 2, verses 9 through 15, and looking at not only that, just that we're complete in Christ, but three different aspects that he provides us complete salvation— and so for us as um, believers, you know, that complete salvation should be something that we don't just get over. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I trusted in Christ, and that was great that, you know, he saved me from my sins. But we should continually be just sitting in that and, like, marinating in that and receiving that every single day so that that is good news, that we're just, like, our minds are blown of how Jesus Christ, like, took on human flesh, came to this world, lived a perfect life so that... I mean, by believing in him, like he can, he paid the penalty of our sins. And now we're able to have life. As Joe talked last week, you know, we went from death to life. I mean, all these things that we were by ourselves versus what we have in Christ. And so, you know, you got that element of accepting complete salvation every day. And then if you haven't received complete salvation, just that invitation to receive Christ into your life. And then we're going to talk about complete forgiveness mm-hmm. and just this complete forgiveness that Christ offers to us and how not only does he just like remove it as far as the east is from the west but literally he forgets our sin like it's to Mm -hmm. that point and i know in our lives we struggle to forget our sin and sometimes we can live in the guilt and the shame of things that happen in our life but that's not what god does and and that's not what god offers to us and so we need to receive that complete salvation that complete forgiveness that christ offers us and then as we receive that, we need to extend that to others. And so, you know, there are people and times in our life that uh, we've been hurt, or there are things that maybe we're just holding on to that in the same way that Christ forgave us, we need to forgive others. Yeah. And then the final place is Christ offers us complete victory. And we love being a part of a winning team. We love, I mean, whether it's our political candidate winning or our sports team winning or at the Oscars, you know, our favorite actor, actress winning, like we like to be a part of winning things and we are part of the ultimate winning team and following the ultimate victor in Jesus Christ. And he offers us victory, not only the full and final victory um, when he returns again, but through the power of his spirit, he offers us the opportunity to have victories in this life now. Now, they won't be the full and final, and they're not going to just be, I'm instantly over my addiction, or I'm instantly over not getting angry, or I'm, I'm always patient, whatever. But he offers us each and every day the opportunity to to be filled with his spirit, to walk in the spirit instead of walking in the flesh, and have just that daily step-by-step victory in Christ. So those are the different aspects we're going to look at. And just uh, I, I, my hope and prayer is that people realize that we don't need Christ plus something else, that it's uh. just Christ that we need. And these are just the different aspects in which that manifests itself. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Can't wait for that. 
So as we look about this week's passage, what does it teach us about Christ? It, the whole thing teaches us about Christ. So, I mean, really, I, I'd go back to what I, what I just shared to kind of answer that. The only other thing I'll zone in and highlight is in verses 9 and 10. I'll just read that real fast. So here's what it specifically tells us about Christ himself. It says, For in him, who's Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So what this tells us about Christ is he is fully God, he is fully man, and so and in him the that he's the head of all rule and authority. And so through him he has the authority to conquer sin and death. He has the authority to give us complete salvation, the authority to give us complete forgiveness, the authority and the power to give us complete victory. And because of his humanity, like, he understands what we've walked through and what we've gone through. Yeah. And so he's got that, he's got the power, but he also has that perspective of what it looks like. So he can just be that, that personal uh, person that we can identify with. So this Colossians and this passage specifically, it it all speaks to who Christ is. Yeah. What a good pastoral epistle as we're yeah. diving in this week. So as you were diving into all of the different commentaries and the extra books and the extra things to try to study for this week's message, what was something that you found that was extra that'd be kind of cool to understand, maybe add some talking points, but also like couldn't fit into the time frame for the sermon this week? Yeah, I'd say that as... We're not going through the book of Colossians. Uh, we're going through the series of, of living and true God. I don't spend a lot of time talking about the literary background of Colossians. Mm. So this this book is a little interesting and unique in the sense of Paul did not found the church at Colossae. And so um, Colossae is a city in Asia Minor. And Paul didn't found it. He founded most of the other yeah. churches and places that we see his epistles to. But in this, um, there's an individual named Epaphras who most likely met Paul in, Ephes- in Ephesus and heard Paul's teaching and then took it back to Colossae, founded this church. And then Epaphras comes to Paul while he's in jail, which is where he's Paul is writing this book. And he's probably writing the book of Colossians the same time he's writing the book of Ephesians and maybe Philemon and some of these other books, but when he's in prison, Epaphras comes and gives him this update, and the update is basically, man, here's all the things that are going really well in the church, but here's where they're being challenged and where they're feeling pressure. And so then he just expounds more on um, just the, the false teaching that they're being presented. So then Paul writes this letter in response to that update that Epaphras gave to him. And so that's just a little unique because he's writing to a group of people that he doesn't know personally. He knows through Epaphras. So some of the other um, epistles you see very personal and some names included and tell this person hi and that person hi. And this just has a little different feel, but you definitely see that the, the main issue being brought up is just that that you you need you can have more than just you need more than just Christ and so yeah. Paul just zones in on who Christ is. Yeah, and how fitting for where we're at today with society telling us you got to have this political party to be correct, you got to have this sports team and just so many extra voices trying to pour in and so what a cool way to look at the epistle in its like broadness to like the church that he hasn't met and then looking now thousands of years later like wow, we still can apply it. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so well. Yep. 
Okay, so the first application question we've got today is when do you feel the most incomplete? Yeah, so this is basically comparing, contrasting when we're walking with Christ and how we are complete in Him. When we're not doing that, how we are incomplete. And so those can be times that you feel you know, insecure or out of control or any of those types of things. And so for me, I think the time I feel most incomplete is when I am out of control. And so for me, if I'm out of control, whether I feel like money, like it's just kind of being spent yep. all kinds of different places, or I can't control when this price goes up or that price goes up or whatever, or in relationships, like, man, I'm trying my best to like make this relationship work, but you know, they're saying this and doing this and, be- and behaving this way and making this decision. Like I can't control that, but it's affecting me and my family or, um, there, there's just so many things that I can't control in my life. And I think that's the time that I feel the most incomplete because then I can move to trying to control it myself. So on a good day, like I like to be planned and prepared and, and make sure things are set and have a good plan and vision and clarity. But I can take a good thing like that and move it too far if my motivation is not just, man, I want to make sure my team set up for success or my family or whatever. Yeah. But I'm doing it as like a protection mechanism of, I'm not going to trust Christ fully in these things. I'm going to try to trust in myself and my plans and try to um, make it complete in my own way, which can just cause more stress and anxiety because it just yep. makes it worse and more exhausting. A, a cyclical cycle there. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's when stuff starts going wrong, like cars breaking down, the living room's not clean, and it's just like this: the chaos in the world around me starts to way in and then I feel like I need to take control and just like, well, just grab the bootstraps, pull them up. Let's go buckle up. Here we go. We're going to get that gonna get the house clean. going to get the car fixed, going to get these things. And there's just not enough time in the day. And then I'm sitting here holding sand or water with my hands and it's just falling out. And I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I really relate to that. Just, I think for me though, it's the control that comes out of the, like the chaos of, I'm incomplete. I don't know what to do. And so my first instinct is not the right one, but it's to just buckle up and go. Yeah. Yeah. So the second question playing off of that is where do you go when you feel incomplete? So I think typically where people can go is one of two ways. We can over show up or we can under show up. So we can, when we're feeling incomplete and insecure or out of control or anxious or overwhelmed, like whatever that looks like for that individual, they can either choose to go the route of over showing up and overtaking control and over planning or saying, I just, this is too much and just, and just kind of shut down. Yeah. And so for me, most of the time, I'm definitely going to over show up, which I, I talked about the, with the other questions, some of I'm going to over plan, over prepare, just overly communicate, just over make sure, try to control, make sure everything's set so that things can't get out of control or, you know, get out of hand or not go the way that I want them to go. But there does reach a tipping point where I'm just get exhausted. I'm like, okay, I'm out, like yep. I'm done and shut down. And so most of the time it's going to be over showing up, but, um, but every once in a while it, it will be shutting down. And for me, that happens more probably at home where 
if it's the like the end of a day where you know you come home and you know I've had a busy day and then helping with dinner and a walk and bedtime and stuff, you know, at the end of the day, am I going to be intentional to go then spend time with Paige and talk with her, or yeah. am I going to be like, you know, I'm just going to kind of go watch a show yeah. or maybe invite her to watch a show, but like not be intentional with her. So um, allowing God in those times when I'm just exhausted to allow him to fill me up with his spirit and his energy to be faithful with things he's called me to. And then the times when I'm over showing up and trying to control things like just trusting him to help bring the fruit. Yeah. I think for me, I go when I feel incomplete into like the emotional isolation where it's like, I don't want to let anyone in to see the chaos, to see what's rough, what's hard. And so I just, I bottle it all up and then just try to do it all my own. And so instead of asking for help, like, Hey, can you help me get this living room clean so we can sit down and have time together? I just gruff around and <laughs> putting toys, stepping on dog toys. And I'm like, dogs leaving toys everywhere. Kids yeah. throwing stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, that second option of just going away and then, wanting to just be like, well, don't talk to me anymore. I'm done for the day. And yeah. wanting to just be like, I will sit in a room with nothing on and do nothing rather than <laughs> yeah. engage in that. Yeah. But, yep. So we got one more question today. And so in your message, you lean on this idea of being complete in Christ from the passage, you pull out the three areas of being complete in Christ, salvation, forgiveness, and victory. And so this last discussion question today is focused around those three areas and what we need to receive. So can you help us before we get like going with the question, see how you got to this point where, how you pulled these three concepts out and whatnot. So before we get to the question, we can have that kind of like mindset sure, yeah. around. So I talked about a little bit, um, I don't know, earlier in, in the podcast, but I'd say the, um, when you look at verse 11 and 12 and looking at the complete salvation, basically in there, I mean, it's going to talk a lot about circumcision and baptism and that type of thing. But what it's getting at is that God cares more about the motivation of our heart than he does just simple acts of obedience. And so when we talk about complete salvation, just allowing God to um, to give us that salvation apart from doing anything outside of confessing with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so not only receiving that, but then continuing to receive that good news. And then in the forgiveness piece, it's receiving Christ's forgiveness, even for those things that you're filled with guilt and shame about, or the thing that maybe you, you don't want anyone else to know about, but God already knows about, allowing God's forgiveness to forgive you, because he already has. Yeah. And then extending that to other people, even even those people that maybe have hurt you really, really wrongly. And to the point where maybe it might not be possible to reconcile with an individual, but you can forgive them in your heart. And then um, the, the, the victory piece is not only trusting Christ that this world is fading away and we are going to be a part of a full and final victory where every tear is wiped away and everything is made new and right and allowing that to be the hope and the perspective that we long for and that we seek after. 
but also allowing him each and every day to provide us with the victory that we need in our life with anything from our anxieties to our addictions to the areas we want to control or the places that we're just shutting down or running away from, like all those different things. And so for me, when I look at which aspect of completeness I need, I'm going to say the victory one, victory um, in Christ. And I, I think I just, I'm in a season where it's just really full right now. I mean, work is full. Um, I, I get oversee outreach and discipleship stuff, and there's just a lot in there. I'm in my last classes of seminary, Woo, Hebrew that's 1 huge. and 2. And those are not easy classes. They're not easy, and it just it just takes extra time and work at the end yeah. of my day when I'm tired. Um, two young kids and, you know, then just everything else that's just involved in life. And so in this season... I need victory in having just the endurance when I am tired and I am done to not just try to push either push through my own strength or shut down to allow Christ's strength to fill me so that I can be faithful and I can be fully present in just the relationships and the people and the places that God has placed me into. And so I I don't have any more in myself to give, but um, but I need more in this season. So yeah. trusting God to be the one that that fills in that gap. Yeah. The aspect of completeness in Christ that I need to receive is also that complete victory. The such uncertainty of this economy has me really just holding tightly to money and watching things and gas prices just skyrocket and all investments tanking. I'm just like, God, I, I need to just let this go to you and pray this as far as the East is from the West is in your control. I, I can't control that. I need that complete victory. I need you to take that because I, me holding on to it's going to do nothing but harbor anxiety and worry that you know, I mean, God takes care of the lilies of the valley and and the birds of the air. And so how much more he's going to take care of me and knowing that that might not necessarily be what I think should be in the bank account for safety, but that he has a, a way for that. Yeah. Awesome. So we pray for us and yeah. pray for the leaders this week as Absolutely. we go about our time. Father, we just thank you for each and every one of these group leaders and the groups I pray as they meet this week, that they are reminded, just like the church in Colossae was reminded of who you are, and that you just by yourself are enough. I pray wherever the areas are that they feel incomplete in or the the places they go to when they feel incomplete, that ultimately they allow you to be the one that completes them and that they rely on you and your strength and not their strength to complete them. So whatever aspect that uh, you're needing to, to fill the gap in their lives, I pray that you do that. And I pray just in their discussions and conversations this week that there's just real um, vulnerable discussion and sharing. I think as believers, we can feel like we need to say the right things, say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm complete in Christ and I got these things. But the reality is we're all broken and we all have areas where we lack and we need more faith when we need your um, your confidence, your your hope, your perseverance, your strength in our lives. So I pray that we're just open and honest with what that looks like in each of our lives and that we become transformed and more like you because of it. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So this week we are getting close to wrapping up signups for Bethlehem Experience. And so if you haven't signed up already, would love to do, have you do that. Don't forget, the team to be on is greeting and ticketing. 
selfless plug right there. Would love to see you guys serving there. Get the whole community group involved and take over a whole night or afternoon shift, depending on what you've got going there. Also, I would like to give a shout out to the Operation Christmas Child. If you're looking for more information or would like to grab one of the shoe boxes in the atrium this weekend, there will be a table set up and there will be some lovely ladies there talking about what that looks like and how we can share what we've got with other people. So with like, I think Cindy Owen and Teresa Reiner I've heard and, and think their community group has really taken this on. So oh. thank you, Cindy and Teresa and your community group for helping spearhead this. We love coming alongside people and groups that are passionate about certain initiatives and helping you make things happen. Yeah, that's really exciting. If you want more information, stop by their table this weekend or email Brody Lumpkins. With that, that's all we've got for you today, and we'll see you guys again next week. All right. Thank you. God bless.